The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Well, it's a beautiful day out there, and welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Mark Segrist, along with Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisor, owner Brian Wickert, and Chief Millennial Loan Consultant David Wickert. Always a pleasure to be with the guys, and we're in studio today. As always, if you have a question or comment, give us a call or text us at the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, the number 414 799 one six twenty. Brian and David, pleasure to have you here today. Welcome. Hello, my friend. It's uh, good to be here. I, I mentioned in the tease coming up to my uh, up to the show that it's my mother's eighty ninth. It's her first eighty ninth birthday. <laughs> you know how when people turn. You my know. mother lied uh, virtually her entire life about her age, so okay. I totally get it. Yes. Well, I'm outing her right now, and, and so I want to talk about her birthday in relation to inflation. So now our daughter. And son-in-law just brought their new daughter into the world in December. And I, it turns out that the hospital room charges were $2,000 a night. Wow. And they had to stay there <laughs> doing a little minor Fun times. Com- 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 complication uh, three nights. So that's 6000 American dollars. That does not include the doctor. But I think it does include, you know, the birthing process and yeah. all that. All right. So when my mom, then named Marjorie Francis Davies, was born in March on March 31st, 1930, the total hospital bill came to $132. That was for a full week in the hospital. Right? Wow. And a high five on the way out the door. That's wow. right. Uh, so here's my quiz question relative to inflation. What is the annual rate of inflation that represents going from 132 and I will give you multiple multiple choice, for, for 132 bucks in 1930 to $6,000 today? Is the answer 2.4%? Is it 9.4% or 4.4? David? Uh, the first one, the two-something. 2.4. The answer is 4.4% inflation. Wow. Which isn't that bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I think that probably, I was trying to find out what the average annual rate of inflation was between 19, I couldn't find it. But I can tell you this, a gallon of gas in 1930, 20 cents a gallon. And if you apply whatever the heck the inflation rate was uh, between then and now, it'd be 292 which isn't too far off from right. where, you know, gas prices are right now. And by the way, average wages in 1930, $1,780 a year. Okay, so... 89 eh, years old. Holy cow. That's right. All right, so happy birthday, Mom. All right, now we're going to turn the corner and, and talk about um, home price inflation, which we typically call appreciation. Right? Yes, because it's a positive thing. Right, isn't that interesting? Well, we yes. don't call it home price inflation. As long as you bought it before it started inflating. That's right. That's right. So uh, I have from the Federal Housing, Housing Finance, Finance Agency. Agency? Yeah. Okay. Which is the regulator of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. So they gather together the appraisal information for every home that's financed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And they've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. And what they what's really cool, unlike the realtors... Um, Median sales price, which is just a very gross number, meaning it doesn't take into account the size, square footage, number just of bathrooms. Everybody. It's just bleh. So the FHFA index takes into account the particulars of a home. And they actually look at two homes. That's the same home selling at two or more different points over time. So this is much oh. more precise 
uh, measurement of home price appreciation. And the good news is, for 2018, Wisconsin is in the top 10 fastest appreciating uh, markets in the country. I'll run down the top 10 and also the metro areas within Wisconsin when we come back. All right, and you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, off and running, great opening segment, talking about the cost of growing health care, among other things. That's right. It's but all... we're focusing on real estate this morning. All right, so. let's talk about a home price appreciation. These are really good uh, paired sales analysis. That's the word I couldn't think of before. So you can rely on these folks, honestly. Because can I? Ju- I just yeah. want to say, hey, you buy your house in New Berlin in 1995, yeah. and then you sell it in 2008. Correct. It's the comparing the same house being bought and sold. That's right. And if there's been a major remodel or so, they have ways of really preening and how, and massaging how deep this are these numbers? Very okay. Deep? Did you say? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Super deep. Okay. Every loan that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac purchases. Okay. All right. So, um, one year appreciation rate. Number one, uh, uh, here, here, I'm going to make you guess: Utah, Nevada, or Idaho? Uh, Utah. Yeah, you're wrong. Idaho is number one. Eleven point nine percent home price appreciation in Idaho. Nevada, eleven point two. Utah, nine point eight. Georgia, eight point two. Arizona, eight point one. Washington State, seven point nine. Wisconsin, the seventh most. Home price appreciation in the country in 2018. This is measuring the fourth quarter of 2017 to the fourth quarter of 2018. Clocking it in at 7.6%, just ahead of Montana, 7.3, Michigan, 7.3, and Missouri, 7.2. There are your top 10 fastest appreciating states. But, you know, there is no such thing as a state of Wisconsin real estate market. Correct. Right? It's all local, like Mark said earlier. All right, so counting from the bottom up this time, metropolitan areas, by the way, which I learned today are the counties that touch the main county of a metropolitan area. So they have to be contiguous and considered by the Office of Management and Budget to be commutable. Huh, isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. So that's how you get the five-county metro area and why Walworth County is not part of that, Hmm. nor is Kenosha. Yeah. Because it doesn't touch Milwaukee, which is the hub. All right. Uh Coming in at the least fast appreciating, remember I said the state average was 7.6, Wausau at 4.5, Madison surprising me at only 5.8. You would have, I would have thought that that would have been faster appreciating. Appleton at 6.1, Milwaukee, Waukesha, 6.2, same as La Crosse on Alaska, 6.2. Oshkosh, Nina, 7.6% appreciation. Green Bay, hello, Brother David, 7.8% appreciation. In 2018, Sheboygan, 8.2. Janesville, 8.3. Fond du Lac, 8.9. All right, can either of you guess the remaining two that I have not mentioned? Superior? Nope. That was a good guess, though. I don't know why it's not on <laughs> my Claire. list. Eau Claire, correct. In second place at 9%. Go Blue Golds. Go Blue Golds, uh, mom's alma mater. And in number one position, Foxconn. Oh. Racine County. Popping in there at 10.6%. So let me just kind of give you this little tidbit. You know, what does this mean in real dollars? If you bought a $200,000 home a year ago in Racine County, on average, it would now be worth 221. 
221. Wow. Wow. Just without in, doing a thing. Without doing a thing. That's right. Sitting back and just making your mortgage payments on time. If you were in uh, Milwaukee, that $200,000 home is now up to 212. All right, so now let's look at the five-year appreciation rates. Okay. Okay. Racine is up 30.6%. So let's pretend you bought a uh, $200,000 home five years ago in 2014. All right. That's now worth $261,000. Wow. All right, and I'm going to bring this home. That's a pretty good investment. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to bring this into perspective momentarily. Uh, let me give you good old Green Bay. That $200,000 home purchased five years ago is now worth two fifty-four. dollars uh, In Madison, uh, $200 is up to two fifty-three, dollars And in Milwaukee, $200 uh, bought five years ago is up to two forty-eight. dollars All right, so this comes into play. And, David, we've got to make sure all of our loan consultants are helping people with this line of thinking or yeah. talk track of education. So I was talking to, to a first-time homebuyer and his fiance this last week, and I said, all right, so now I don't want you to be house poor, but if you can stretch mm-hmm. and buy the three-bedroom home today that you could see living in for the next 20 years, you will be really glad you did. Do it. For two reasons. And I didn't say it this way because I didn't have these numbers. You know, if you buy a $200,000 home today and then you're thinking, I'm going to buy, buy a, you know, a better home. You know, I'm going to do the move five or thing, seven years. It's going to be like 50 grand more, you know, because of this pernicious and corrosive and erosive. David's going to the Google. Pernicious? Yeah, you look it up. We'll come back after the break and tell you what pernicious is. Having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. Wow. And that's what... Were you a journalism major? I was. Which is what inflation or home price appreciation is. It is pernicious. You kind of don't notice it year by year, but then after five years, all of a sudden, the $200,000 house is worth two fifty three. Well, and on a big number to begin with... Right, it, it gets it compounds quicker, right. harder, so, faster. So rather than right buying the house now for two hundred and thinking in five years, you know, I'll buy that three hundred thousand dollar house or that whatever. Three hundred thousand dollar house in five years is going to be three seventy five. Yeah, yeah. So so the the lesson there that we're trying to help people realize is stretch now, Find buy a way. as much. Yeah, right. and Find and, a way. and when we you know doggone it here, I'll just blurt it out. The uh, per, to put that in dollars and cents in in. Um, a house for two hundred right now at four and a quarter thirty year fixed rate with ten percent down. The monthly payment would be thirteen ten with some assumption for taxes. If that then goes to two forty eight one hundred, the Milwaukee appreciation five years from now, the uh, monthly payment goes up two twenty. Two hundred and twenty bucks a month. Yeah. That's a lot. You're hoping that your wage inflation keeps pace with that as well. And it hasn't, just by the way, wage inflation is at about two percent. Right. Home price appreciation is at 7.6 in Wisconsin. That is an affordability problem. All right, when we come back, let's uh, follow up on a continuing saga for our friend Austin, who uh, we did finally get rock solid pre approved here at the Ooh. end of the week. We'll recap that for you in the important details when we come back. And this is the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. We're back with Brian and David. Uh, you guys have a good story about a client named Austin that you're trying to help out. Uh... Yeah, and we, we've been talking about him, uh, I think, on last week's show. So this is a, a younger first-time homebuyer, 
and uh, go-getter kind of a guy. And he is working in an industry where he was kind of in a customer support role starting out. And then he got a chance to take on a sales role. Well, he's doing great. And, you know, he's making, you know, about 90 grand a year in his first year in sales. Wow. Um, and so, hey, you know, I want to get pre-approved to buy a home. Okay, great. So, you know, we do a thorough interview. And I happen to be talking to the person because he's uh, a recommendation from a guy who's a client. And, and who I grew up with across the street, you know, back there in Mississippi. Before Grandma was 89. That's right. <laughs> and, and so, um, you know, so every once in a while, you know, I try not to originate too many loans, Mark, but I... I you know, every once in a while, special circumstance. So I, I take this fellow's application, and we're thorough. Um, unlike maybe an online approval, you know, mm. that you might do it yourself for. I know there are some lenders out there trying to, hey, just put in all your stuff, and boom, you get a pre-approval letter all by yourself. Sure. No human intervention. Like, uh, really? So I find out that his income is, you know, more than half commission. Well, in the old Fannie Mae Bible, you know, chapter Leviticus there, it says, thou shalt not make a loan to somebody if they have less than a 24-month track record of commission, if you want to use that income. Well, we definitely need this guy's commission It's it's being nearly self-employed when you're commissioned like that. Correct. But there's an exception. If you have a good reason and good documentation and good analysis, maybe you can get by with as low as 12. All right, so we put together the package. Uh, you know, got his W-2s, his pay stubs. Got a nice letter from his boss. That, that was critical, saying yep. this guy's a rock star. His income is doing nothing but up. And by the way, look at his 2019 income. It's up Yeah, over his pace from 2018. But this isn't one where I'm going to stick out my neck and offer that $2,000 guarantee, you know, without somebody else promising that they'll buy the loan from Acunet. So we send it in on, I think it was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We got everything we needed. And we sent it in for underwriting. And they come back and they ask a question because they noticed something I missed. Um, there was an extra expense on his payroll check that was being deducted at some point in the year. And then it came off. It was gone. And they wanted an explanation. What was that thing? You know, so we got that nailed down. So the, the poor home shoppers nervous right? Very nervous. Is this going to go through? I'm like, I think so. You know, I got a good vibe. We really put together a good case, but I can't tell you for sure. (laughs) I think you were calling the underwriter every day, twice Uh, a day, twice a day. I wasn't. I have people for that. And so we were just, because it was kind of taking a little longer and it was, it turns out they finally let us know it's because they had to kick it upstairs for management approval on the exception. Oh, then the poor home buyer like, oh, it's Friday. Gonna, is it going to get tonight? I'm like, no, 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 no. This is just you know normal. So on Friday evening, it, it came through uh, with the approval for us. Um, but two things could have happened. They could have gotten a false positive had they had a non-thorough loan officer, human being, uh, meaning, yeah, go ahead. If they didn't dig down and understand that he has less than a 24-month commission history. Because mm-hmm. remember, exceptions like this will get discovered. Right. We're discovering it or potential issues like having 16 months of commission income that will get bubbled up to the top at some point. You want it to happen before you write the offer, not after. And and when you've already spent money on a home inspection and an appraisal and then go, whoops, because exceptions like these, Mark and David knows this, are done by human beings. Right. This isn't a machine. So they can cancel after the fact. Then. Absolutely. OK. You know, and, and so then the other problem for this 
scenario would be that they go to some other loan company where they go, oh, man, yeah, you don't have 24 months. I can't help you because you got 12. They're, they're, yeah, they're no not, one digs deeper to try to make it happen out of the gate. That's right. Okay. That's right. So this is a good story. Now now all they got to do is find a house uh, that they like and uh, put an offer in on it. But now they got a rock solid. They do. Now they're, they're about to. On Monday we will issue the rock solid. We should so talk more about rock solids and what that means after the news break here. Well, I would assume, too, it's imperative for the client to just lay it out for you from the get-go. This is the reality of what I'm doing. That's so right. Well, but you, as a loan consultant or a loan officer, you have to tease that out of them, right? Because people only know what they know, and they don't know that commission income is different than salary income because they're not in our line of work. All right. When we come back, we'll give you a little rate roundup and also a um, little bit of a primer on pre-approvals because I got another story that helps us tell that story. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And we have a full plate of topics on the show this morning, Brian and David, and going to toss it back to you. We got work to do here. Absolutely. So uh, rates continue to be favorable after the Federal Reserve noted that they are probably not going to raise rates at all again here in 2019. And also, even the marketplace is uh, uh, setting bets into the future on that they might cut rates an eighth or a quarter before the end of the year. So at the close of business on Friday, Acunet could offer uh, an interest rate of 3.99% on a 30-year fix. The APR is 405. Uh, That's on a $200,000 loan with 25% equity and all the other right stuff, you would have to invest a little bit in order to get to that trophy rate at the 3.99. Your uh, loan cost would be $1,800. Okay. Uh, If you wanted a 15-year fixed, interestingly enough, so if you wanted a 15-year fixed, we could get you 3.875%. So not a lot of interest save or, you know, difference between the interest rates. Right. Right. But that would be at zero loan costs. So 3.875%. And as you note all the time, with folks who are thinking about liquidating that 15 year fixed from the word go more than half of your payment is going toward principal 55% right there you go and when you say liquidating you mean hey i might just pay cash, pay cash. for this property pay cash it's not really cash yeah you know what you yeah. you don't have to do that we could lend you the money and a lot of times that's retirees well then then the other one that i wanted to note is um, because mortgage rates continue fixed mortgage rates continue to be less expensive than the credit card on your house known as a HELOC home equity line of credit right so let's say for example you wanted to take some cash out of your home because you're like hey I want to invest in our kitchen here in our lovely home on a two hundred thousand dollar loan uh, if making sure that you've got 25 percent equity left over four point three seven five percent and the APR is four point four with just nine hundred and fifty bucks Cost. That's taking cash out. That's taking cash out up to 75% of the value of the home, which per our content earlier in the show might be an opportunity for some folks and at a cheaper rate than if you just go out and get it. even a teaser rate yeah. on a home equity All, line of credit. Although I think I just saw an email from somebody that we sometimes partner up with for second mortgages. They got some ridiculously low teaser rate for yeah. five minutes. Emphasis on the word teaser. Right, but then it's going to go up to five. Right. Or five and a half. Um, just a, by the way, so David, does my rate have to drop a full percentage point in order to make a refi worthwhile? How many different ways can I say no? Okay. Well, and the what we always tell people is it depends on your loan amount. Yeah. So here's an example. Let's say that you did a loan six months ago. 
at 4.875. Pretty good rate in the historical picture of things, 4.875. But then maybe you got that rate just because rates were up, or maybe you did a cash-out refinance then, and and those aren't priced as well as a regular refinance. Dropping your rate down to 4.25 now would uh, lower your monthly payments a thousand bucks a year. This is on a two hundred thousand uh, dollar loan. This is on. I think I did one ninety eight five because okay. if you did it six months ago, yeah. I'm just saying you don't want to borrow any more money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you started out with a two hundred thousand dollar loan. Thank you for pointing that out. All good. Six months ago, and uh, and now here we are. Six months later, you've made those payments. Uh, yeah, you could save a thousand dollars a year, and the total, if you have twenty five percent equity and excellent credit, um, and all the other right stuff. Uh, it would only cost you seven hundred and fifty thousand bucks a year. Now, another thing we're also getting on regular refis, where we're not pulling cash out, is we are getting appraisal waivers out of the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac automated underwriters, left system. and right, right. And so, think about it. Remember how we were talking earlier in the show? Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are collecting all this appraisal data on every loan that they collect. And so then when it comes time and we feed in, you know, one, two, three, four Main Street, we'd like to refinance this. We're not pulling any cash out. The person's got excellent credit. That's bumping up against Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's databases and going, we know that property. We've seen that property before. And we believe the value that you just typed in. Do not, you do not have to get an appraisal. Wow. Just like firefighters knowing the neighborhood that they serve. It's exactly. Crazy. Right. Yeah. I, I recognize this one already. This is a good risk. Don't need the borrower to spend $450 on an appraisal. That's awesome. Which is sweet. So then, all right, so that's the $200,000 loan that I just gave you the example of save 1000 bucks. My other rule of thumb is, boy, if you can make back, what, you know, think about it this way. Where else could you invest at $750 in closing costs? Get $1,000 back in your pocket the first year and $1,000 a year every year for the rest of the life of your loan. That is one heck of a good investment, you know. If I was selling investments, I'd try to sell that one. There you go. Now, the the higher the loan amount, the less the rate has to drop to make a refi worthwhile, right? So just think about it. You know, if you're at $400,000, it can be worthwhile if your rate only goes down a quarter, a quarter, yeah. you know, between a quarter and a half. Yeah. So don't try to, don't sprain your brain trying to do the math yourself. Just click on the blue button for a no social security number required refi checkup, and we'll do the math for you. And if you shouldn't do anything, we'll tell you. There you go. When we come back, I've got a follow-up. David reminded me of something about Austin, and i got another pre-approval story right after this break. And you're listening to the Acuna Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. We are back with Brian and David, and uh, we've got a lot of stuff that we need to do before the closeout of the show sure. here today. Uh, are we going to catch up on some stories with Austin? Yeah, one other thing David reminded me of because I told him before the show. So not only did we get Austin, the the uh, commissioned uh, person, pre-approved, rock solid, uh, so that he can get out there with confidence and write an offer on home, but then he, he emails me last night and says, why did I get this letter from this other mortgage lender? And the letter reads, you know, Dear Austin, based on the information contained on your credit report, you have been pre-qualified by Bank of England mortgage for, oh, sorry, I just said who the lender was, yeah. for a loan in an amount of $100,000. Call us today at blah, blah, blah. Our offer is for a purchase loan of no less than a hundred grand <laughs> on a 30-year fixed rate. This is no details. Lender offers both refinance and purchase products, blah, blah, blah. What are those called? 
So the reason he got this letter, just I'll, I'll just finish up, and then they say, by the way, uh, your FHA purchase loan rate for a 620 credit score, which his is way higher, and a loan uh, to value up to 96.5 is only 5.5. I was like, what? Wow. Okay. Anyway, so he was like, How? I didn't apply with these people. How did I get this letter? Right. And the answer is, in the United States of America, it is still legal for a lender, and Acunet could do this too, to purchase what are called trigger leads from Experian, Equifax, or TransUnion. The three credit bureaus. That's right. And so we can we can sign a contract with them that says, hey, anytime somebody in this geography, state your geography, you know, five-county Milwaukee metro area, okay, has their credit checked by a mortgage lender, yeah. send us their information because we're going to then solicit them, hmm. okay? Um, and, and so they're not even getting the consumer's credit score or anything like that. They are simply buying the information, the fact that Austin had his credit checked by another mortgage lender, mm -hmm. Acunet Mortgage in this case. People are dumbfounded when they find that out. Yeah. Because it's like, isn't that my private information? Mm-hmm. But this is the law of the land. I wish they would change it. That the bureaus can sell that information. Right, that the yeah. bureaus can sell that information. Um, so there you go. Well, and so now you can stop that. You can opt out. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So and there and there is information on this letter that says if you want to opt out from getting these pre-screened offers, just call this number. So you know, in addition to freezing your credit report, which I'm still amazed at how many people do not have their credit frozen. I'd say it's only about two percent. Yeah. Of people that have their credit identity frozen, um, you can also opt out. Well, um, and isn't that a stark uh, comparison for the? Pre-approval that he might have gotten offered based upon that trigger lead compared to the oh. amount of work that we put in to make sure that he could actually go write a successful offer? Correct. And, I mean, the function of this letter in their marketing scheme is to get the borrower to call. Like, oh, wow. But, to I mean, create awareness. Who would call with that letter? You know, it's kind of weak. It's for a loan amount that he doesn't want yep. at a high rate, you know. So, I don't know. I, I, I would doubt if they get a lot of calls on this. Well, you had to review the, the why rock solid, not just probably with Austin, but the other story you were going to talk about too. Correct. All right, so let's set this up, set this up because we're coming up on another break here. So I have a, a and we are blessed because we're going to be in business 20 years this summer. That we have clients whose kids are now old enough to buy properties. And so uh, the story I want to tell next is about a great customer of ours who is helping their daughter uh, purchase or shop for a condo in Chicago, where guess what? Condos are expensive. Yeah. And uh, and so it's an issue I want to drive home. What Whether you're getting your pre-approval from Acunet or somewhere else, what are we really trying to communicate? What are we telling you you are pre-approved for? I want to give you a, a reminder on that when we come back. And you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Find a place to call home. Without the headache, this is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. This hour has gone by fast. We've covered a bunch of stuff today. Yeah, well, you know, we're here to we're here to educate. So uh, before the break, we said, uh, all right, I'm going to talk tell tell you the story about the pre-approved Chicago daughter condo buyer, and so we gathered all the information. And fortunately, uh, her folks are going to help her with a very large uh, down payment gift. So she can buy a nice condo. Yeah. Now, the the issue is that she earns $51,000 a year. Gross. Okay. 
And so and she's uh, just on the loan by herself. Yeah, we looked at the parents co-signing or maybe even buying the condo as a uh, investment property and then renting it to her. All of which were possibilities, but they decided, for okay. whatever multiple yeah, yeah, yeah. reasons, no. And, and so, uh, luckily, she has great credit. She doesn't own a car because she lives in Chicago, right? So no car needed, sure. all public transportation. Slick. So it doesn't have a car loan. Uh, doesn't have any student loans. And has like, you know, one credit card with a $25 payment. All right. So I can run her monthly payment and get an approval through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac at exactly $2,000 a month because that represents 47% of her gross income. Pre-tax income. Pre-tax. But now, you know, her parents might help her out on a monthly basis, but we can't use that, you know, with some sort of a monthly stipend as well. Um. And so what you got to remember, though, is that $2,000 consists of principal and interest. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, David? I was going to uh, keep going because I know what the killer is on this. Taxes. Yes. Property taxes, homeowners insurance, and? HOA dues. Condo dues. Whew. Right. So uh, so it's all four of those things combined have to fit into that $2,000. And so I issued her Rock Solid Guaranteed Pre-Approval for a particular scenario that, you know, was like, okay, $400,000 purchase price. You know, at that time, it was a month or six weeks ago, rates were higher. So I think it was a $200,000 loan, Mm -hmm. you know, with X dollars of property taxes and Y and association dues. And it all added up to uh, $200,000 and a $2,000 monthly payment. Mm -hmm. Here's what I want to make clear, because I don't think homeowners understand this clearly enough, and nor do real estate agents. Whenever a lender issues a pre-approval letter, we are saying you can afford this payment. Right. Payment. Yes. The payment is influenced by multiple factors, not just the loan amount, but the property taxes, the insurance costs, the HOA dues. Oh, what if you buy a property that needs flood insurance? Oh, that goes in there too. So it's a payment. And so we have that on our rock solid pre-approval letters. Then I get an email from the mom, a smart lady, and she says, so, okay, we found this place for 435 that we maybe want to buy and uh, we're going to give this much down so she can afford uh $250,000 loan, right? I said, whoa, no, I don't know. I, I said, I didn't say no. I said, I don't know. Yeah. It depends on the property taxes and the HOA dues. Right. And then we'll back into well, how much Well, because the HOA dues could be 400 bucks a month or they could be 800 bucks a month, depending upon how well run the homeowners yeah. association is. Exactly. And so, yeah. um, so we have this really cool mobile app that we give people. Yeah. It's a, and it's not one you have to download from the app store. Yep. It's one that you, it's a web app. Yep. And then you can calculate your own payment, including the HOA dues. So we're really trying, you know, you can put everything in there and go, Oh, am I above or below the magic number that my Acunet loan consultant told me I couldn't go over. Right. Yeah. Two, two grand in this case. So it turns out, you know, there is a workable scenario. Um, all right. So that is, it's all about the details what we insist on or what we try, we don't insist on it. We'll do whatever the person wants, but we really think... When we have the opportunity to play teacher... It's really good to not just verify the credit, but also verify the income, verify the down payment, so we have all three legs of the mortgage approval stool, plus we get this out of the way up front, so there's less stress yeah. when you actually have that property under contract. And then we back that up. I, I explained this to a real estate agent this week. I said, you know, if you look at the letter, and I had already sent her the letter, and it comes with a cover page that has in like 72-point type, 
$2,000 guarantee, $1,000 for the buyer and $1,000 to the seller. Well, apparently people don't open things and look at them because when I explained to her that, hey, if we're wrong about our pre-approval and, you're, and the seller relied on it, we'll write them a check for $1,000. Oh, she, wow. She, she said, oh, wow. I said, that's the action. <laughs> that's the reaction we're looking for. Glad yeah. I spelled it out. All right, quickly, you have one last question for us. Well, I do. Uh, you know, with a, a change in climate right now, change of seasons, how can someone quickly uh, spruce up the, the entrance to their home if they're showing it today in, in terms of just, you know, some basics, basic things to the front lawn, to the front door? Yep. How do you draw attention to make it welcoming coming through that front door? I would I would think that you'd want to make sure you, like, rake up any stray leaves. You know, if you have bushes in the flower beds leading up to the door, get that out of there. You know, just try to step back to the curb and pretend you're walking up to your home for the first time. And you want to get any snow that's remaining the heck out of there. If You know, maybe rake a little bit of the lawn. But then really try to doll up that front entrance. Uh, you know, maybe you put some sort of a, can you get hardy mums this time of year? Put put something. I don't even know what that is. That's a kind Those of, are flowers, right? Yeah, it's a flower. Okay. I mean, even good. pots, potted stuff that potted, really helps. Right. Okay. Frame it somewhat. Yep. Frame that. It's that front door. Maybe your front door is dirty, you know, from a, 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 a winter of blowing and snow and salt or whatever. Wash it off. Yeah. Wash the windows on the front door. Yeah. You know, you want that. To, that's your first impression. Mm-hmm. And then work in from there as well. We were talking a little bit off the air about staging. You know, do t- I would rather see a person take a little time and get their house decluttered and staged, maybe by a professional. Yeah. Some real estate agents are kind of good at it on their own. One that I work with is a certified stager. Started her career that way. And, and then became a realtor. Make it look accessible. It's yeah. all about getting the clutter and depersonalizing it too, yeah. right? Because you want the buyer to imagine them living there. Well, it's been a pleasure to work with you the last 18 months. And the Mr. same for C. me. Chris. And thank you for just being such great teachers, great counsel. Uh, I learned so much, and it's been a pleasure to be part of the team. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back uh, next week on our own. Uh, co-host lists. They're gonna. They're gonna see if we can. You guys. You guys are great. You're gonna do great. I'll be listening. All right. Yeah. I sure. might even call him. Why not call him? Call it, text you him. be our caller. Mark right. from wherever you live. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, that's all we've got for today. Remember, you can get started with a rock solid guaranteed pre-approval to buy. Or now that rates are way yeah. down. Yeah. Why not click on the blue button and find out if you can save some money? Yes. With a no social security number required refi checkup, you can find the blue button and our phone number at accunet.com. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.